Hey everybody, it's Abhishek. We're back for another episode. And today I have with me another listener, another viewer who had an experience, an unfavorable experience with this time a ketogenic diet. Um, I haven't looked at the details too much yet, so maybe he did carnivore. We're going to figure that out. So the objective today, I'd like to start off with that just so, you know, the people who try to, to tend to get a little bit triggered over these issues uh, do not do so. The objective is to understand what is really going on with someone's experience, what is someone's experience, and what is the harm that they have, um, what is the type of disordered eating pathology that we're seeing, and how can we correct it. So I want to thank uh, Nicholas for joining me today. Uh, welcome to the to the show. Thank you. Uh, should I introduce myself? Or? Yes, yes, please. Tell us a little bit about your background, and where you're from, uh, etc. Yeah, uh, I'm currently 18 years old. I live in Croatia, and I'm just a regular high school student who is into fitness and health, kind of. When did you uh, get into health and fitness? Well, as a kid, I always like to play around and exercise, do sports and what whatnot. I trained boxing, basketball, football, uh, I mean soccer. Right. And I started bodybuilding uh, when I stopped uh, training box. And so I got a got into that mindset of protein, you know, the classic bodybuilding protein and whatnot, I, I started to learn a lot about exercising, what kind of different movements can I do and whatnot. And I wasn't thinking about what can I eat, what can I not, even though I ate intuitively. And here, since we're kind of, uh, I ate what my mother cooked me and traditionally she cooked all what her ancestors ate and whatnot so it was all local basically and um, okay what do you what do you want to ask um when did you what age did you start the bodybuilding mindset oh, 16 i think 16 okay okay so you were on a ancestral diet ate what your mother cooked uh from croatia just curious what kinds of uh what does that oh. entail in Croatia? Oh, uh, well, meat, potatoes. Uh, we are famous for our prosciutto and a lot of sausages that is mm. fermented. I, I, I don't know what the, how does it say, how is it called in English, but uh, and sour sauerkraut and everything basically real food nothing processed. right right so yeah it's, it's pretty interesting another example this is three examples in a row and i'm not i'm not cherry picking these examples these are just people who have reached out to me um and there's there's not someone else who's reached out i'm trying to get into contact with who will be a little bit different but right now every single uh guy uh that i've interviewed three out of three have, were healthy beforehand and actually ate an ancestral diet um, before they began um, the just the keto whatever. So you're on the natural diet and so you're 16 and the whole bodybuilding mindset basically it, it involves aesthetics and 
training, bulking yeah, up, course, yes. eating protein. So it's really um, not unfair to suggest that there is the body image component involved yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's just an assumption I make and you, you can, conf you can confirm yeah, that you're correct. Yeah. And so we see a lot of, in young men, um, they, there was this one guy named Ziz back in the day who a lot of young guys looked up to. He, um, what I like about Ziz is he's an Aries and I'm an Aries. So I kind of got, got, got on with that, but, uh, he exemplified this whole bodybuilding success route where, you lift weights, get the girls. Um, unfortunately, he passed away partially due to a congenital heart condition, but also taking diuretics and going in a sauna, um, as well as maybe uh, using steroids. So this is a very important consideration. We, whenever we're looking at someone who's on a diet and they experience a negative consequence, we want to look at the what's what's the underside. Is there any emotional component, the body component, uh, et cetera? And for me, myself, it was the same thing. Okay, um, so your background, uh, ancestral diet, bodybuilding. So then what happened after that? Uh, in the beginning of 2017, uh, a lot of video videos about intermittent fasting came out, up and how it increases muscle growth, autophagy, and whatnot. And I said, let's give it a try. Uh, back then, I'm, I was still eating everything. And definitely I had mayor headaches at the beginning for like a week. I had to adapt, like they said, and beginning time, of fasting, oh. fasting, fasting. Okay. Yeah. So just to clear this up, 2017, you watch the videos. How long was it after watching these videos about IF and muscle growth and autophagy that you started oh, I, doing it? I did a little bit of research before, uh, a lot of it is actually, I right. mean, uh, I can't remember everyone I watched, but the main, the classic Thomas DeLauer and Eric Burke. Yeah. Know? Yeah. When I was just wondering if, if like, how early on did you kind of just jump right into it? Was it like you watch videos for a day and then just jumped oh, no, into no, no, it or was no. it like, I, I researched for about a week, one week. Okay. I, I was open my, I, I'm watching everything with an with an open mind. So yeah, and I try to experiment if, if that doesn't suit me. Oh, well, right. And so I did the classical six, 16, eight. And I'm I think I at the beginning, I struggled. And every time during the when I fasted for the first two hours, I was craving food, but then I got after the training, I felt amazing. Can, can't really tell. I was basically high naturally. Mm -hmm. And even though in a way, deep down, I knew it was not normal to do it every day. It was harming me. I kind of came, became addicted to that high af after training after fast with fasting so I you got, did training uh f physical training after fasted yeah. okay but before while in a fasted state in a fasted state yeah yeah but and so just bodybuilding so, workouts yes 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 and i saw a little decrease in my performance performance i mean 
it was mostly the endure endurance but i did a solid training after all but uh sometimes i ate but mostly i fasted and i knew even though i felt good i knew that something's missing i don't know that it's not good all the time but i kept doing it right yeah that type of uh, awareness is very important so uh, how many days did you do fasting for at this point uh do you mean in a can you repeat the question do you mean in a week uh, so, yeah so i mean you researched for like oh, a week so how no. often were you doing fasting and how long did oh, you do well it? it was really convenient for me when i went to school early as i get up at 6 a.m to go to school at 7 10, 7 and 10 and basically it helped me not to pack my food waste my time doing that but I so I fasted then until one, but some, but after the school, I went to training at the gym, so I came home at like three thirty p.m. and then I eat. Okay, and so you usually eat dinner around around like eight p.m. previous yes, night okay. seven. Yes. Yeah, so that's actually it's actually more like a, like a twenty hour fast. Oh, well, sometimes I did a break of fast before the training with a banana oh, okay. at 1 p.m. But oh, I, okay. I see. even though I got, how would I say, a little energized, I didn't get the high like I did when I finished my training fasted, if you know what I mean. Okay, I see. It, it, was, it was a different feeling. So Yeah. So and, basically, yeah, go ahead. Uh, and basically... I fasted around five to six times that much in a week. On Sundays, we had a family dinner and whatnot. So I ate a little bit early and I wasn't thinking about it back then. Back then. And, and yeah, how long did that continue? And I think I, when I started fasting, I started to bulking for, for, for my first time. I started to bulk. And it was really inconvenient to eat much stuff my face. And that was basically one of the negative sides of fasting for me, if I ate carbs. And uh, that continued until May. And I decided to cut a, li a little bit before that. I decided to cut around a April. And around May, I, I learned about keto diet and how you can basically mimic the effects of fasting with dieting, kind of, in a way. Mm -hmm. So, and I also wanted to break my sugar addiction because I really craved sweets. And I, every time after I ate, after I break my fast, I crashed and I really didn't like that feeling. So most of blood sugar you know, unstable. So, and so that was a kind of uh, already there that started being in a dark circle, of going run around, eat and crash, eat and crash, and not yeah, especially a, because not you're a good relationship with the food. Yeah, especially since you're trying to bulk too, so you're probably yes, trying yes. to eat a lot of food um, and build muscle. 
Okay, so may you do keto? Um, did you try to just go into it right away, or what? What was that? Uh, I like? I also did my research for about. I discovered it in April, but I was still looking if I should I do it and whatnot. And the one good I remember the good thing about it right at the beginning, since I was bulking, I ate too many carbs and whatnot. I got kind of got stiff if you know, with bodybuilding and whatnot. And in April, April, I started to run one to two times a week, around six kilometers. And every time when I ran, I, I, I had joint pain, stiffness. It wasn't enjoyable at all. So I started doing keto and for the first Two weeks, it was horrible. I mean, I was fatigued and drained and kind of brain foggy. But after uh, I saw the improvements after a week and a half, but full improvements was at the end of the weeks. And I guess that was just, I went cold turkey with the sugar. So I think that was just mostly because of that. Okay, and this is May of just uh, in 2017. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and so after two weeks, you start to feel better. Yes, I got more energy. Uh, but uh, I got a lot of lot more. Uh, there was there was a lot of ups and downs with the diet. Uh, with the physiological aspect, I became kind of negative, or should I say, say I, I don't know how to put it, kind of negative in a way, okay. yeah. if you feel me. And uh, even though uh, back then I was in a mindset that I wanted to improve as much as possible, I mean, oh no, I mean for success and whatnot, and to find my passion, whatnot, and I think that they ate very li too little calories back then and spent too much with training. And I was after I ate, I was hungry all the time. So maybe that that was the problem. And oh. well, uh, what, do you, what do you want yeah, to Yeah, OK. Uh, let's just look at, um, so after two weeks, you feel some more energy, but then you had a lot of ups and downs. Yes. So, uh, what was the best you felt after that? What was kind of like the worst you felt after that? Oh, uh, it kind of varied through the day. Uh, I mean, uh, I became a lot more, uh, I mean, throughout the day, every day was the same, but I'm going to go deep into that. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, I, in that period, after the keto, I enjoyed more. More of my exercises became more enjoyable, I would say, and I started to run more. So I increased up to 12, 15 kilometers of running, so longer distances. Uh, and in a, in a fast state, I usually done it in the morning. And that was around June, July. And uh, 
I became every time I so I fasted through the day around 12 p.m. Uh, in the morning I did my runs and then I ate and after I ate I was still hungry and a little bit fatigued I don't know why but kind of slowed slowed down and a lot uh, then I noticed a lot my blood sugar was a lot more sensitive if I eat something with a little bit of carbs I mean even vegetables when I eat too much vegetables as I was feeling constantly constantly hungry I eat a lot of veg I love vegetables and I eat a lot of them and may after that after that I was kind of fatigued every time I ate I was a little bit fatigued even though I felt amazing in the morning and when I when I'm fasting uh, sorry this is coming this is not really structured my no no it's very structured actually since, since i'm talking from memory and whatnot no no, no it's it's good um okay, that's kind right. of the whole point um and so then you said during the day there were ups and downs so what was yes. uh what parts of the day and what did you feel when you when you oh, say that well my memory definitely improved i was a lot more self-aware sharper and what there are benefits of the diet but to me, the down was I hung, constantly hungry after eating. After I, I, I had two meals basically every day. And I maybe I ate too little, but I experimented when I to eat more fat and I got the same fatigue when I ate too little. So every time I ate I get got a little fatigued even when you just eat fat uh back then i haven't since it was summer there were a lot of vegetables whatnot and i didn't really experience uh experimented with only the fat and right so did you uh, mean, okay so you ate a lot of fat and some vegetables as well yeah yeah but uh, the biggest pro the problem started there where when in the summer, there are there are a lot of fruits, uh, lo good local fruits, and I always loved fruits and whatnot. And I have a mindset. I think I don't have a I don't like to restrict myself. But that that's what I did. So basically, I even though I didn't crave the fruits, I wanted to eat them because of the taste, I guess. But uh, every time I ate them, I it was. I became super sensible. Uh, just a second, excuse me. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. No worries. Okay, everyone. So for everybody listening, um, Nicholas is from Croatia, and he we're just beginning to get into his experience, but he had some severe medical complications from going on a ketogenic diet. Um, background bodybuilding background, uh, body obsession, uh, teenager, 16, he's currently 18. Um, very common trajectory. Uh, so far, we've seen in all three of the men who have joined uh, these interviews, they had zero health issues. And they, for whatever reason, based because of the internet, all these videos, they start questioning the wisdom they already have and what their parents and mothers are, are feeding them. And they go on an experiment. Um, 
they suffer some severe health consequences, perhaps even hospitalization and almost death. And then they come back to the whole eating intuitively thing. It was funny. Um, yesterday, someone linked my article about Sean Baker. And basically, it was a long diatribe, unnecessarily long diatribe about how he tried to do the carnivore diet for 30 days, um, didn't work out. And now he eats pizza uh, in moderation. So I think everybody's kind of realizing this. And, you know, one of the biases people that are caused that's causing a lot of confusion is you see something that's popular. And then you think, oh, because it's popular, therefore it must be correct. And it's very tempting for us to do that. But what you really have to do is sit very grounded, very grounded right now. So maybe what we can do while we wait for Nicholas is to oh, come back. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Okay, great. I didn't want to interrupt. Okay. This. Yeah, no worries. Um, okay. So Nicholas is back. So you were talking about how uh, the fruits in the summer. So you kind of, you were keto, but you would eat fruits. So I'm assuming it took you off keto a little bit. However, yeah. when you eat carbohydrates normally, you don't get fatigued from eating them. So for whatever reason, because of the high fat diet, um, you would get more fatigued after eating these fruits. And you said the problem started in the summer. Yeah, I think the main problem was psychological, psychological aspect because of the restriction and whatnot, because I wanted to eat them, but every time I ate them, I felt like crap. If that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. But before that, I didn't. But before I went keto. Keto, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that really confused me. And I, I was kind of in. I, I know I don't know how to say this, but it wasn't an, a happy feeling. I wasn't. Okay in peace, so to say, with the food. And uh, I I mean, I was thinking about it sometimes and whatnot, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, just kind of thinking about food too much preoccupation. Yeah, because of the restriction. I mean, I was like, why I can't have this? Why I can't have that? And, and every time I ate something, I felt like crap. And Basically, that, that that was the beginning of July in summer, and that went around for one month too. And I kind of went a little bit easy on the diet on weekends. I sometimes went out with my friends and ate a burger or something like that, but not every time. And I knew I was going to felt a little bit shitty after that but uh oh yes i forgot to say uh from the when i started the diet i already i already said that but i became a lot more negative in a way don't know why but i really felt like no, i don't want to say hateful but negative kind of i didn't hate anyone but i was just like serious and my how would I say, characteristics, my char character, character, yeah, kind of faded, so to say, yeah, in, in, even in a fast state, I, I was more, I was more calmer, but not so, and not so like I used to be. More, yeah, more, not, not so jovial and yeah, energized, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, spirited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
charismatic, yes. etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the keto diet basically makes you very um, calm and slow. Yes, yes. It actually yeah, slows yeah, the brain. Yeah, yeah. It actually causes, in my opinion, it actually causes uh, CNS depression. Um, but nobody's talking about that. But uh, so let's move on. Um, so became more negative. So what? So then after July, you kind of decided to take it a little easy. So then now what's happening after that? What did you do after that? Uh, you're talking about after after July. Yeah. So you said on weekends you'd eat a burger here and there. Yeah, that so, that was that was in uh, August. August. Yeah, one month August. after that. Okay. Yeah. So now what's happening after that? How long did you go back to the keto diet? Or? I mean, basically, I I was still eating keto, but I didn't wanted to when I go out with my friends say no, 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 I'm on a diet and whatnot, but. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention. Every time I ate something uh, so that has some carbs and whatnot, I got all puffy. Mm, okay. Uh, I I haven't been done. I haven't been like that before. The, I mean, I did a little, but not as much when I was on keto. So, and what kind of symptoms did you notice? I'm basically just, I think, water weight, kind of puff in uh, bloating. Yeah. I, bloated face a little kind of. and since i was still in the mindset of aesthetically looking i i i didn't want it to do i i can't can don't know what to say but i didn't like the way i look after i ate carbs so that was yeah and so that that was a vicious circle because i didn't want to restrict myself but every time i didn't i get i got bloated in face and whatnot and i didn't like that and that's going in circles so okay and so how long did you do this kind of flexible keto diet for so just to clarify so how often would you stay on the keto until then you'd go out with your friends what would, what would that oh, look like um mostly around one to two weeks and since I trained a lot, and I basically then fasted every time. I ate around twelve and five or six every every day. So you did fasted plus keto. Yes, yes. Two yes. meals a day, still doing yes, two yes. meals a day. Yeah. And, and your I, meals. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. And I think a lot of one of the a lot of the negatives also happened because around the food and connection with the food because I probably ate too little. And as I began to run more and more, I expanded my energy too much. Yeah. Also. Yeah, that can definitely play a role. Um, okay, so then what's next? What did you do after that? Uh, after August, uh, yeah. friends going out, uh, you kind of keto. Then the school started in, I, I don't know how, what's what. The month is called in September. September. So September excuse yeah. me, excuse me. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> and uh, the school started and it also went good with fasting. So I don't need to bring my food and whatnot. And I started experimenting with a little more, more fat intake. And that was well, that went well for me. But also every time I ate carbs, my training would 
my running would go down I as a, as a, for the first one day or two since I had to deplete them, I guess. And that went around until December or January to, to 2017. Uh, I mean, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, in December 2018, uh, 2017, uh, since there wasn't a lot of uh, vegetables, I, yes, vegetables, uh, I was, like I said, probably eating too little pet and uh, too little in general and I was always hungry after I ate and since there wasn't not much vegetables I was looking something to replace them and uh, back then I since we have our local farmers market where people uh, grow their right and there I went there and spinach was really affordable and I, I was like staking on spinach and eating it mostly every day. And from no re what no reason whatsoever, I started to get a really bad headaches. And I didn't know what, what th that's the beginning of my blaming on the diet thing. I didn't know what was wrong. And uh, I, there were, there were four days in a row where I just couldn't sleep. Wow. I, I, because of the headaches, but they were brutal, not just a little headache, but really. And, uh, I didn't know what was wrong. I, I was still eating spinach in that four days and then I ate it all and they suddenly stopped. Then but you I, ate, then you ate what? Uh, I did. I stopped eating spinach. You or, stopped. Yeah, in that four days. Okay. I was basically eating everyday spinach. Right. And I had um, the worst headaches when I, right, I right. when I was eating, but I didn't connect it to that. Okay, so you stopped it and then it went away. Yeah, but I I didn't know then what was the reason. Oh, you so, still didn't know. Yeah, because I I just didn't know. I don't know why. Okay. And it, that wasn't just, oh, I stopped it after a day and everything went fine. I was still kind of fatigued a little, but it was going to better. So I didn't know it was the main reason was spinach. And uh, I really got into the fasting thing. So for that 18 hours, just too little. The more the be, the biggest benefits occur around two to three days, and I was like, okay, I'm not feeling a little bit well, but let's try fasting. Maybe that will also help me out. So I fasted for four days. Oh, a complete fast this time. Yeah, I, I did. Oh, okay. I I supplement with uh, salt water, basically pink Himalayan salt and water, yeah. but it was really hard because. Until then, I was also mainly calorically restrict, restricted. I was uh, also lean. I, I I looked really good, but I would say I was a lot. I 
with my body fat than I shouldn't have done for days because I was pretty lean. So, mm -hmm. and that I really struggled with that for those th four days, even though I had I experienced a really sort of gratitude feeling and calmness and whatnot, what you get from fasting. I really, there, there were benefits. I got also got high and what that, though I was practically addicted to that natural high you get from fasting. And I broke my fast with, you know, the spinach cooked. This, I, I, I ate it raw and cooked. And that was the beginning when food just started to bother me. I, from that point, food just, I had really disconnected from the food in a digestional way. I had brain fog, fatigue. I was really slow, slower than when I ate usually and food just started to bother me. And at the beginning, it wasn't every food and whatnot. And I experienced a lot, a lot of brain fog and headaches with coconut oil for no reason. But before then I consumed it and it wasn't, I, I felt better when consuming it before that. So I think I got it because I ate spinach raw after the fast, maybe. I don't know if I read that fasting can uh, fuck up your, sorry for cursing, uh, no fuck up your stomach acid. And maybe I just picked it up after eating raw spinach. I don't know. That's a theory. I'm just sitting okay. around. <laughs> And uh, so I, at the di until that time, I wasn't in a way obsessed with food. I was just, okay, I need to eat. I, I was kind of restricted, but not obsessed. I wasn't thinking about it whole time. And from that time, it just only got worse. And on, since I was eating coconut oil every day, I didn't know what's the reason behind my brain fog and whatnot and i was still eating a little bit keto because i when i ate carbs i was extremely fatigued for no reason i i wasn't it wasn't as bad as then it's suddenly everything got worse and a lot of foods just as i said starting to bother me uh i couldn't I, even when i ate higher fat diets I completely eliminated most of the food to find out what's wrong, kind of played the doctor myself. And I was blaming, oh, maybe I wasn't on keto, what, what, what not. And noticed that even when I ate a lot of fat, I was extremely fatigued the same. And then realized that co coconut oil has also, has also some of the antibacterial benefits and Go and I thought, and I read somewhere that it was the die of symptom when I ate it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I, I was really sure that it, it was the biggest brain fog was from the coconut oil. When I didn't eat it, I was just fatigued and slow and whatnot. But when I ate coconut oil two minutes after, boom, just brain fog and we, we, uh, 
that lasted for two two hours with a sign of a relief after that. Okay, uh, let's have a quick question. So you said when you first started IF in Jan of 2017, you also had yeah. headaches, right? Uh, yeah, that that was the mostly in the morning at the beginning of the fest, I would say. Kind of a little bit of, I think, sugar, blood sugar down. It wasn't, it wasn't the headaches. I was experiencing. Uh, I right. was experiencing now. It was totally different thing. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I assumed it would probably be a little bit different. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now you're just feeling fatigued. Um, every time you eat yeah. carbs, you just get worse. You, even, uh, even and even fat, I would. Yeah. Now, even when you so now even when you eat the high fat keto diet, you feel yeah, yeah. Uh, you feel fatigued and always hungry. Um, yeah. so you're eating, so just take us through a meal. I don't think we've talked about that yet. Oh, I think we get the point, but what was a typical yeah. meal like during this well, time? Mostly and even eggs started to bother me and I was always, most of the time I ate for my first meal, I ate around four eggs in uh, lard or coconut oil and with a side of vegetables and sauerkraut uh, th that was in the winter so my grandpa you ferments a bunch of sauerkraut and i ate it a lot i like sauerkraut so and that that was typically my first meal then second was some kind of meat uh it would be a lamb uh baby beef we call it. We we don't have the big beef, oh. have baby beef. It's kind of. Hmm, I don't even know what that is. Uh, uh, it's not veal. A li a li uh, it doesn't matter. It's a little right. older lamb, not between beef and the lamb. Oh, okay. I see. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. And mostly and chicken sometimes and what. And usually so how would you meat. eat this would you eat the high fat portion of it would you kind of roast it it's like you just you're oh. just eating lamb and chicken lamb beef chicken it, it was uh chicken legs the fatty parts and what with a lot of fat and okay a lot of, uh, a lot of vegetables and whatnot a lot of vegetables yeah so i'd say max you're probably getting like 1200 calories a day uh, yeah maximum, probably, max, maximum 1500 but probably 1200 yeah, prob probably around probably the, even uh, i mean yeah. four eggs is just like that's like uh, maximum 500 calories so yeah you're probably getting like 800 to 1200 calories a day yeah but when back then i was my exercise started to decline because i was so fatigued and whatnot like, yeah yeah it's definitely lower and, metabolism and yeah and since i was uh in a habit of running exercising every day i still did it but at a slow rate and hmm. i really felt like crap i experimented with carbs if i'm gonna feel better and it only got worse with digestion a little bit and mostly the mental aspect I'm did you ever food. try any starchy carbs i mean you did yeah, you yeah, ate yeah, burgers yeah. and stuff no i ate sweet potato white potato I, I experimented for around two weeks. I uh, after the fast, I went. I just 
said, I'm not going to think about food and just eat normally. But the food just started to bother me. And for I, I was persistent on, I was just, maybe that was just at the beginning. And for the first two to three weeks after the fest, I ate normally like I did before. But right. I didn't felt myself normal, so to say. This was um, after the yeah. four-day fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, and so right now we're in like uh, January 2018. Yeah, and, right. I, and, then, and that went around with the experimenting with the food, some food that didn't bother me at the time until March. And I was like, okay, I'm probably just, this isn't normal. I'm just going to go to my doctor's. And I told her my symptoms and she, she said, okay, let's get the stool test. And, uh, heads up my, the hospitals in my town are the, we, we don't have developed medicine like it is in America with a lot of detailed stool tests and whatnot. We, it's basically the classic stool test for salmonella some strains oh, of bacteria and whatnot. And they found in my stool test, they found Campylobacter yeuni. I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And uh, they gave me erythromycin antibiotic. Yeah. And um, my parents are divorced and my father lives in uh, Germany. And I'm in a good touch with him. I'm we we talked some he comes every three months and we're in a good relationship relationship still and his friend is a homeopathic and uh, i thought i as i talked to my father he said it to him and he said he doesn't su suggest to take that antibiotic but i didn't re remember exactly what he said and uh, I also was skeptical about antibiotics and whatnot. And I just said, fuck it. I just want, wanted to want to feel better and get mm -hmm. this over, over with and live normally without the fatigue and whatnot. And uh, I, I was drinking antibiotics for all, around a week and a half. And in that period, uh, for one day or two, I felt a little bit better, and then it just declined. My health just went worse. Went and, worse, okay. Yeah, and it was around April. It, I still exp I, I also forgot to say that, uh, around the time I took a lot of probiotics and made my own kefir, just mm -hmm. so, I I I thought it would have helped me and. Every time I drank kefir, I get the exact same headache like I did with coconut oil. Okay, uh, okay, but not the okay. The coconut oil gave you coconut oil gave me fatigue and headaches. Okay, I thought coconut. the spinach also gave you headache. Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's the same as the coconut oil and the spinach. Uh, or the, but it, but it was different type of headache on spinach and coconut oil. Yeah, there's the spinach headache. Um, you uh, couldn't sleep for four days, right? Yeah, yeah, it was... That um, was the worst. Coconut yeah. oil was, was just it, kind of bad. Headache with a 
relief after two hours. I think. Oh, okay. So after the coconut oil, the, it goes away for after two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I around see. that. And, and so the probiotics. Said, yeah, and some people said that it was a die-off because right, right. It, it, the symptoms they described, it really felt, I really felt the, the same symptoms of a die-off. So I was like, that's strange. Maybe there is something. Yeah, there's nothing to die off. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so, okay, so probiotics, you got the same headache. Now, yes. just uh, just want to clarify, you said after the erythromycin, you got worse in March. Um, I describe that feeling. Uh, it's everything just went downhill, basically. It okay, so just worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and from that went on went until May, and then I started to kind of go numb in a way until. Uh, as, as I said to you, I had some symptoms of depression and basically the lack of feeling pleasure. I don't know what it's called, but and yeah. anhedonia, classic, yeah. uh, classic depression yeah. symptom. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that went gradually from May until June and a lot, my character just went numb. I went numb. I was, and the food didn't bother me. Like I, I, I didn't have, I also, I, I was back then still disconnected with the food. I'm still now, but, uh, back then I was also disconnected with the food, but I started to lose my appetite. I didn't, I just went numb, so to say, yeah. on, on. and the food that bothered me, every, every food that bothered me also everything felt the same since I went numb, numb and that went on until I guess oh I forgot to say I was also at that time around uh, I went to the hospital since I was 17 I was on pediatric on child department mm -hmm. so to say and I told them my symptoms that I was feeling emotionally fatigued, uh, physically fatigued, brain fog, headaches, couldn't think straight, felt really slow, food that bothered me and whatnot. And they were looking for cancer, tumors, since medical team wasn't really developed here. I, I mean, they had to make sure I don't have any cancer and whatnot, but they, I just gave them the simple stool test they I already done before and they thought okay there's nothing wrong with, wrong with your digestion I didn't went, even went to guest endoscopy or colonoscopy they didn't even put me through that and they they saw just and they saw oh we have no tumors or cancers so you're depressed and I was like not no the, I mean I was feeling a little, little bit down but who wouldn't after being sick in a way for almost four, six months. And uh, what, what can I say then? So yeah, you were in the hospital, you got diagnosed yeah. with depression. Yeah, and I, my mother was also 
skeptical, but she just said, let's give it. Uh, they they offered me a public psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yeah, sorry. And it was basically a joke. It was public public psychiatrist and public psychiatry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard of that one. Oh, uh, I mean the town that provides it. Not nothing private, you know. But since I have medical insurance, but oh, it's what the country can provide. I guess. Oh, I see. I see. I see. And, what you're yeah. yeah, and she just read the paper they wrote in in the hospital, and she just she she was like, "Yeah, you're depressed, maybe obsessed with food, probably, but here are some antidepressants, and I'm going on a vacation. Talk to me in a month." So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay," and decide. I didn't want at the beginning to took them because I know I saw a lot. I heard a lot of side effects that can happen. And my friend actually had depression and the thing, and he was on really big antidepressants and he said that he sometimes hallucinated and whatnot. So he stopped them and felt better. Okay. Um, and so uh, after that, I went to. Uh, I was basically in a numb state until September two thousand eighteen. Okay, and just uh, just to clarify, let's talk about something that was really interesting. You said your appetite's going away. You're kind of eating yeah. the same foods, but you don't even you don't necessarily even feel bad anymore because you're just so numb. Yeah, yeah. At I, this I'm, point, I, at that point, I didn't give a crap about eating I keto. See, I, see. I, I was like, how would I say this? Uh, not so motivated and whatnot about eating healthy. And I, even though I didn't eat crap, I ate everything. Since I didn't felt any better with that food, I was like, what's the point of it? Okay, so you're eating just kind of everything. Um, what would you say? If you're, were you eating three meals a day or still fasting? Uh, around three meals a day, but I I was fasting sometimes because okay, so it, since I didn't have the appetite when I fasted, I felt felt a little bit better than I ate. That was the only difference throughout my day. Right. Everything was basically the same right so okay so yeah i think that gives us enough information so now this numb state um, yeah, yeah. you had went to the hospital they didn't give you they diagnosed you with depression you, some antidepressants uh so I now it's september and so now what happens in september uh so i saw a lot of videos about fasting how can cure everything and whatnot and since I completely lost my appetite, the need of hunger, it was funny, sorry to jump cut, to jump from no things, but uh, when I, I didn't feel hunger, but, but when I ate, I felt not hungry, but that I'm lacking something. I don't know, really yeah, un unsatisfied, unsatisfying feeling, but, Food didn't, uh, and 
the food gave me the taste of food was the only thing in that period that I had. Even though I I wasn't hungry, I could still taste it. You know. And this is when you're eating everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the food I guess gave me pleasure. The only thing that gave me pleasure was the food, I guess. I mean the taste of it. And it, it didn't give me pleasure, but I could have I could taste it. It's, so it's, you, it was a weird feeling, right? I can't describe it. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but you still felt unsatisfied despite you're not even keto anymore. You're just kind of yeah, eating yeah. everything. Yeah. But you still, you, you're not even hungry. Um, I'm not even hungry, that, yeah. And the, the things I've done until then, I, since I felt extremely fatigued, I stopped exercising. Uh, I also like to play piano, draw, and whatnot. And since nothing proved me pleasure, I stopped doing them. So that was that that was really bad. For, I mean, yeah, it's just you know uh, this will happen if you're this is yeah. you know, really slowing down the metabolism, loss of appetite, loss of energy. Um, just and yeah, since I since I didn't get any pleasure from doing all the stuff I did, I was like, what's the point? So I stopped doing them and around September, I decided to go fast for a longer period of time. I, th there was some benefits of it, but, uh, and uh, I forgot to say during that period of, from July, since I started to get that symptoms of depression i mean the lack of pleasure and whatnot uh i was mostly brain foggy not as bad as before but it was constantly mild brain fog and the only time i felt a little bit better was when i fasted so i decided to go on a longer a longer fast and sometimes i felt fatigue but Usually the slow, usually the same slowness I did felt from July. I wasn't energized at all from July. Okay. And in this, in that fasted state, I fasted for thirty days. And thirty days. Yeah. So this is a water fast. Uh, at the beginning, yes, uh, I. Uh, it. I felt a little bit bad sometimes, then I re replenished with electrolytes and felt a bit good. But during that period, I didn't felt the need to drink water or eat anything. So it wasn't really hard to fast since I don't feel hunger or thirst. And it, I drank during that period, I drank water because I thought I needed it and whatnot. So. And I see. I see. You so you only really drank water because you yeah, thought. Yeah, I, I was. I was forcing myself basically to drink yeah. water because, and around twenty-one days, uh, I pooped. So I didn't know I had anything in me. I think. Well, I and until then, I felt gradually better. My physical state went a little bit better, of course, and uh, I thought, oh, this is. At least I'm seeing some benefits in the last nine months of suffering from headaches and whatnot. And I saw some benefits and that motivated me to keep going. 
and it wasn't really hard. So, and until on 21, 21st day, uh, I pooped like a thick black uh, charcoal-like mucus, so to say. It was like a just a second. Let me Google the word. So it wasn't well formed. Uh, you know, it was really well formed. So just a second. Okay. Uh, uh, thick like black clay. The best. This oh, I see. Okay. So, but it wasn't like a well formed cylindrical bowel movement. It, it, it was. It was. It was. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, poop like. It was really. The formed clay, basically. Oh, yeah, formed I think, okay. clay. Formed clay. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see. And I was like, I didn't know what that was, but I felt better when I pooped it and a lot lighter. That was probably around half a pound. Hmm. A little, a little bit less, but it was really heavy for a poop. It was really dense. Okay. And it wasn't poop-like. It was, like I said, black clay. Hmm. And uh, from the twenty-first day, I went. I just went intuitively and stopped drinking water since I wasn't thirsty at all. And on the twenty-fourth day, at night, so I was uh, three days dry fasting, and at night I got a little stomach pain, but not for, not for hunger. And I said to myself that I'm going to break my fast when I start started to feel hungry. That was a logical reason for me to mm -hmm. break it. And I felt a little bit of stomach pain and I drank water. So broke my three day dry fast in that period. And I went to sleep around nine and I woke up at 2 a.m. and pooped like worm, worm-like thing in a hmm. toilet, I have pictures. If you're interested, it's gross, kind of. But <laughs> it's I, like I, a, I, is it a parasite? parasite? Yeah, 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 parasite. That's crazy. And I, I, and I felt extremely better after that. I was like, and and during the dry fasting, I regained my how the, I slow. I felt that I slowly re regained my feelings and whatnot since I was mm. numb, and I, I experienced. I was actually more energized felt better in those three days and when i proved that i felt a little bit better uh, i mean a lot of a lot better and i was like what is this oh i forgot to say while well, on the 14th day of fasting i went to the main city to a private uh no 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 private doctor okay and I told her my, my symptoms, but not but not the fasting. I saw, told her, and she uh, I was expecting to go to gastroscopy or endoscopy or something like that at hers. And since I haven't done that, and she just did uh, just a second. Uh, ultrasound for my abdomen, mm. and mm -hmm. she was like. Yeah, that would be one hundred and fifty dollars. You're depressed. 
but they already did that and she uh, but a lot of people said that she's a good doctor private doctor. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I bent all my hopes with it and i traveled i spent around 200 dollars just to with my mom to because of travel fees and what and expenses of her and whatnot and i was like and she also just su suggested me antidepressants mm -hmm. and i was like okay i'm going to try them but first i'm going to end my fast when i feel the need to the hunger mm. that was on the 14th today yeah 14th day yep yeah and after so we're back now and when i pooped the parasite yeah day 24 yeah and uh the next morning i also drank water with salt with in it but i probably probably overdid it with the salt so i and i were i was i since i saw major improvements with dry fasting i've kind of this time forced myself into dry fasting and i was like if i do this for four more days i'm going to be clean i'm going to feel better mm. since i did it on the first three days and i did it for around 90 hours dry fasting and i broke my fast with coconut water but this yeah. and since i forced myself to dry fast then this time i was kind of thirsty because the day before i drank a lot of salt water so mm. i was a lot, lot more dehydrated actually yeah that was a mistake i think so i had to and on the and i forgot to say when i was fasting my sleep was okay i didn't need as much of it but it was i i forgot to say from the june my sleep was i went to sleep but when i wake up i didn't feel rested i couldn't rest so to say mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of was kind of like fight or flight mode i guess i see okay yeah and i couldn't get a good night's sleep for like three to four months i i couldn't got felt rested in three to four months of sleeping but i i could sleep but just not felt rested mm -hmm. and on and when i dry fasted i fin finally felt rested when i sleep that that was really weird so uh, that was one of the major improvements i felt when i dry fasted and that's why i wanted to do it again for the second time um, so i forced myself after the salt water drink and whatnot yeah about and, 90 more hours and then yeah, and so how I, did you feel after that uh it was around if I, when i broke it it was night on the 30th day on the third day of dry fasting and i couldn't sleep for some reason and i was like okay maybe it's the time to end and i broke it with coconut water i i saw a lot of ways to break a fast safely and basically for the first two days i ate coconut i i drank only coconut water and also also i had kind of like diarrhea with some black waste it, it it was little like little pieces of black waste i and some lo looked like a lot also like parasites and some say that's what they pooped and whatnot i i don't know mm. 
And when I broke it, I also, when I had a, that diarrhea, I felt also a lot better, but I, I lost weight. So I was like, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to fast for a while because I lost a, around five to six, six to seven kilos. But yeah, what what was your weight? What's your height oh, and weight? Uh, I'm one eighty two centimeters. So, I I don't know. I can't cal I can't calculate in my head. To yeah, I can I can do it. And my weight was sixty eight kilos. Sixty eight kilos. Okay. And after the fest, it was around sixty two. So I didn't last a lot of weight, and I really can't tell you how bad I looked before the fast. I can show you the pictures if you're interested. How, uh, how, how I unhealthy I looked before the fast. I mean, I was never bloated in a face that bad as I, I was then. Yeah, I mean, if you have, if you want to share them, you can use yeah, screen yeah. share. Oh, just a second. Uh, I'm trying to get the BMI with the. I mean, I mean, a lot. I looked a lot more healthier, even though I was really. I even though I lost, I lost a lot of weight. My face kind of looked looked healthier. I, I'm just going to show you. I think it's seeable in my eyes. About one thirty-eight pounds at five ten. So it's not. It's not. Yeah, horrible. It is very light, very light. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Uh, so just a second. That's after the fast. Yeah. Oof. Just a second. If you're. I can do this after the. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think we it's get the important. point. Yeah, I think we important. get the point. Um, but basically, so you you did it. feel like you looked healthier after the fast. Yeah. I think uh, I really looked bloated, and I I can't describe how I looked before. It was it was just not as I looked when I was healthy, right. like one year before our death, I was looking healthy good and after my health declined with that i just looked like shit basically yeah and okay so what's what happens next so you broke the fast with yeah. coconut water for two days um and uh yeah but i thought okay i have parasites maybe that's the main that was the reason of my food intolerance and whatnot and i saw that uh i bought some capsules for in with oregano oil and a mint and uh how that, clove oil mm -hmm. and a lot of antiparasitic antiparasitic yeah herbs or herb oil so th that was all around 30 tablets that you take orally after your meal and oh, uh, in all at once? Uh, no, no, no. Oh. One, one every day. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And 
I def and I started to I saw that black seed oil has also some positive effects on anti that is has antiparasitic and whatnot. And I really I was I also got when when I took the herbs I also drank I also bought uh, oregano oil bought little bottles around thirty milliliters mm -hmm. and when I drank the uh, black seed oil at the beginning and the uh, oregano oil, I felt a little, how do I say, I, it wasn't a headache, but it was kind of high feeling with a relief. Like I felt better afterwards. I, I definitely felt that it has an impact. That mm. it's doing something when I t I definitely felt different when I took them, so I thought at least I'm seeing some changes, something positive. I felt better. We're going to some. We're doing something, and uh, I kind of look for for the first two weeks. I really looked at what I ate. Was really cautious about it. Oh, I forgot to say that my feel of pleasure came back in that period after the fest after the dry fest i felt better in overall but then the food started to bother me again i then i started to feel again the negative as expects after i ate the food and this is any any food uh basically some around I think fish didn't bother me. Okay. So that I kind of ate at the beginning. I, I started with cucumber, a little bit of fruit, but I didn't like the way I felt on the fruit. Kind I kind of got, it's weird, weird to say, but I felt bad in a way after I ate fruit. Did you try any starches? Yes, yes, yes. And... Uh, and you like, felt worse from starches as well. Well, not as bad from than from the fruit. It I I felt not good, but not bad. And I forgot to say that my poop was really green, and everything I ate, I just pooped it out, and I could see that I undigestible. Mm. Uh, food and fiber it was like string like at the beginning i thought they were like they were just like parasites and whatnot since it was like a string a lot of them so okay basically it, fi fiber in the pool i said it looked different than the one parasite you did poop out before yeah, yeah, yeah. yes 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 yeah all right that's cool very interesting um okay and this is in uh, uh, what month are we in now? We're in. Uh... I I broke my fast in around seventh October, I think. Right. Okay. So we're maybe earlier. And so we're around October, November, and I'm experimenting with a lot of herbs for parasites, and I felt better overall. I I also tried garlic, every I basically everything. I I. I w just wanted to find a way to feel better, mm -hmm. and I, I researched whatnot, and 
saw that parasites don't like fruit they don't but some say they'll do like sugar and that i was i didn't know what to do at the time so it just went how i feel and if i didn't felt good after the fruit i just didn't taste it and that was un until uh the beginning of december and the okay. effect effects of the herbs so slowly started to fade away so they didn't have any income they, they didn't have any positive effects after a month of using them hmm. okay and, and this time you're feeling how are you feeling between now october and december uh better than before but kind of i my i didn't have problems with digestion in this in before the fast see i i, I i'm basically it was stomach pain sometimes but mostly headaches fatigue and whatnot that was the main cause the, mm -hmm. the main issue i didn't got bloated or cramped in the stomach and whatnot but after when after the fast, I it became I became more constipated, and the part between I don't know what it's called ileocecal valve. That when I touched it, it hurt, and mm -hmm. I ate a lot more since I experimented with a lot more starchy carbs. I just pulled them right out, and since since I ate more of it since I thought that mixing carbs and fat will, I felt worse when I mixed them, so I ate them separately back, back then. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I mean, that was the reason that it hurt me because I ate a lot of, a lot of potatoes, for example, and just, I didn't digest them, I just pulled them out. And it, I think it was just really irritating to my colon undigested fiber and whatnot and you still felt i'm assuming like kind of hungry after you're eating yeah mostly yeah i not hungry hungry but not satiated yeah not satiated yeah i i still I, at that time i started to feel hunger but not the true hunger i felt before mm -hmm. in a way. okay and, uh, i forgot to say that the poop started to get green from June. And from that, yeah. I, all the time my poop was just green and I undigested a little bit. I mean, I, I, I could see the fiber, fiber, so to say. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a string, a lot of string, like, I don't know how to call it. And Yeah, it, you're just not maldigestion. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that's probably just the bile. You're just yeah. Just, I yeah. I also had the bile in stools. The yeah, that's why it's green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot, and then uh, that, that went out on December. And the food just started to bother me more and more after. Okay, that. so now in December it got even worse. Yeah, it it until then until then it went a little bit better. Then started to decline. 
Okay. I, 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 I forgot to say, I also trade enemas because I was just researching and trying everything I can to feel better. Mm -hmm. And uh, I forgot to say that at that time, during that period of from October to December, the food I ate would, for example, meat, red meat, would just sit in my colon and I felt heavy and bad. So I avoided that. I just couldn't digest it. And okay, yeah, uh, but the fibrous food I just pooped it out, but it was kind of worse because, yeah, yeah, so overall, the constipated and bloated and whatnot, yeah, so there's, yeah, okay, so then in December, what happened in December? I went again to the hospital to endoscopy, and they saw that my that I have gastritis, I don't know how it's called, say that again. Uh, gastritis. Oh, gastritis. Gastritis. Yeah. Sorry. And they found that I. They also took the sample of my stomach for analysis for celiac disease and some. And they also. The, and they said, "Come back in a month when the results come." And I was really bad after the week. Uh, that was one week after the endoscopy, and I felt really bad. I had diarrhea and stomach pain, and I went to, there's a second, I don't know what it's called, uh, infusion in, in the hospital. They, oh, uh, they gave you an infusion? Yeah, yeah. Like IV? Yeah, yeah. The, that's the thing. Uh, sodium chloride, basically. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they gave you I, uh, yeah. Yeah, saline infusion, yeah. Yeah. And I felt a little bit better after that. And funny enough, the doctor back then, that was a different doctor when I came to hospital. It's a different apartment. It was on, uh, what do I say, people with uh bacteria ba bacterial disease or something like that okay that department where i was on infusion and yeah, he asked, yeah. uh oh and he said oh your your results came in uh after a week but they they told me in the hospital to wait a month hmm. and i came uh, and he saw, said oh it looks like you have h pylori uh also get the uh, get the file give uh he put it how do i say this just a second he gave me a order a paper order so i can get oh, prescription for no 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 so for microbiology for the stool test again oh okay, okay for yeah. parasites because they yeah. they never did it for me but i because he linked those two together for mm -hmm. right and uh the funny thing is that when i gave the stool test even though he said to give them five samples i on they only asked, asked asked for one and they just said okay you have you don't have parasites and okay. i think i think our our, our microbiology test here in Croatia in Osijek, where I live, in my hometown, is a 
complete joke because I saw that there are a lot of detailed microbiology tests that cost more money and whatnot. So, mm. uh, but I thought, okay, I guess I don't have any parasites. Uh, so that was after and after two weeks. Uh, I went to the hospital again to because I had uh, arranged with the main doctor that I went to an endoscopy and he said uh, I suggest you stay here in the hospital so we can so we don't uh, drive you around with the papers for the different departments you have to go so we can basically uh, do all, everything right here when if you stay and mm -hmm. I was like yeah, all yeah. right and so I stayed there for four days I told them my symptoms with headaches food indigestion and whatnot and I went to colonoscopy that's what do you know I think you know you probably know if it's called colonoscopy yeah 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 oh okay and they saw that my uh colon was inflamed and the ileocecal valve like i said before when mm. i felt it that was it was hurting me they also said it was inflamed so uh i stayed there and i also noticed that my headaches started to get worse i felt and when i ate uh, starchy food and something like that in a way carbs basically that I felt or gluten I, it was like someone took a lawnmower and it's scraping my brain it was really the headaches were really bad mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I, I told them that I have headaches but it it was more from the inside some pressure inside not not nothing physically right described kind of in a way mm -hmm. and when my column was empty i felt a little bit better when i didn't eat anything i so i think that every time i ate something that's harder to digest i felt really bad and my headaches went mm -hmm. worse and they basically they only did colonoscopy and they sent me to a neurologist for some mm. test to do this and everything proved fine and they knew that but i think they didn't link the connection of the stomach and the brain and digestion with the brain i think right. i think that those have really big impact because intuitively i can tell that it's not something that's like a headache that's caused in the head brain but every time i ate i felt different than whatnot right and something food, so food, yeah yeah and food had different different food had different impact on me and whatnot mm -hmm. and uh, they gave me for h for h polari they gave me antibiotics and i finished them a week week before now okay and i didn't i don't feel any improvement whatsoever 
Yeah. Okay. And so where are you at right now? So this is, we're basically at the present day. Um, yeah, present day. We have all the details right now. So for everybody listening, um, this is, this is definitely a lot, very detailed episode, but keto to extreme metabolic starting to shut down depression, digestive issues, more fasting makes him feel better. Um, however, after the fasting reintroduction of food, things basically just get worse headaches and it, m extreme maldigestion, basically pooping yeah. everything out, um, and trying to figure out what's actually going on. And so, yeah. um, uh, what sorry, is for, for, sorry for interrupting, but yeah, no uh, I tried, uh, uh, digestive enzymes and they actually helped me. I felt, I feel a little bit better, but. I drank them all. I drank the daily recommended dose. And at the hospital, he also recommended Creon 10,000. What's it called? Uh, Creon. K-R-E-O-N. Huh. It's for, just a second, for uh, pancreas, uh, digestive enzymes. And oh. I forgot, what, what did you want to say? Oh no, that was just good. I'm just googling oh. it. Oh, and uh, I forgot to say I went to another I found homeopathy. Yeah, in the main town, which she 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 has done just a second. I don't know what it's called. The test. I mean, I have it written down somewhere. Take a second. Yeah, no worries. Uh, become a test which is kind of through frequencies and whatnot and a lot how, do you, how do you spell that b-i-c-o-m that's that's cool okay i'm not familiar with that one uh, it's basically you hold two uh, sticks you you know most of homeopaths do that yeah i kind of get the main um yeah, i haven't yeah, studied yeah. this test before um but the whole energetic thing so what energy, did that yeah, test yeah, tell yeah. you oh i forgot I, sorry for interrupting but no i forgot to say i went to another homeopathy before that in my hometown and even though i also done the same it's not the same test but the same principle with the two sticks and headphones and same energetic and uh, uh, she said that I all she said she saw parasite one parasite in my stomach that my, it was inflamed my stomach and small colon and H. polari. So that was oh, wow. around, and, and that was one week before I went to my gastro uh, endoscopy. That's awesome. And yeah, I, I, the thing I, is, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's great, but you know, there's a very bigger, much bigger problem. Yeah, um, but, so and, the digestive enzyme make you feel better. The homeopathy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did you did you get a treatment for homeopathy? Um, well, she gave me for. Uh, she thought because a lot of homeopathics link uh, disease with mental states. They, uh, I mean, mine did. She thought that was, that was, men my mental state that was the cause of oh. my disease, and she was really going in that part of 
direction. Yeah. And uh, I, I, even though she was in a way right and accurate, uh, I think she didn't took it seriously enough. So I went to the Zagreb, main town of Croatia, where, oh, yeah, I, went okay. to, where I went to another homeopathy after the uh, uh, endoscopy. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And uh, then there she told me that I was lacking some vitamins, vitamin C, some B vitamins, and also H. pylori, and that my small intestine is also inflamed. And she recommended uh, some, uh, she wanted to give me some homeopathic remedies, but since uh, she didn't, she doesn't, she told me that she doesn't have the depth of knowledge in herbs that can counter H. pylori and that she heard that some people had a lot of success with antibiotics so she said if I see she suggested to take antibiotics but after I remove it she wanted to give me homeopathic remedies for it so it doesn't counter each other if you know what I mean. Oh, I see. So did you did you do the homeopath or re remedies or you just finished uh, the antibiotics? No, I, I just finished antibiotics. I so. see. Okay. So where you so right now, how do you feel right now? Well, currently I'm uh I just got the K R E O O N digestive enzymes for pancreas and I've been drinking drinking them for two days and I felt some improvement and I, when I ate, when I eat some, let's say, cheese that isn't raw, that has lactose, a lot of lactose, and for example, cottage cheese, I really get headaches. I basically eliminated a lot of food that, because I still get headaches a lot, but it's, I think it's going to be, going to be better, I don't know. Okay, yeah. So you still pretty much. I, I'm, I'm um, still getting headaches, but different types of headaches. Than okay. Before. Yeah. So basically, um, I think we have we have got all the details. Um, oh, basically, I, oh, yeah, sorry go ahead. for interrupting. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to say that during the uh, November and December, I started to started to get insomnia. I couldn't sleep at all. Okay. So I I bought melatonin stickers i guess which you just put on your tongue yeah and basically helps you fall asleep but still i don't feel i don't yeah. feel well rested right so um yeah this is a very uh this is an interesting story here but basically what a lot of doctors don't know about this is uh going on diets a uh, restrictive diet can actually damage the metabolism yeah. so nothing none of these things can really work because the whole metabolism actually has to change. Um, uh, have you tried liquid nutrition? I think you need liquid nutrition. Um, so for just liquids, uh, calories through liquids. Um, oh, I tried. I tried with raw milk and honey. Yeah, I mean like soups. I mean things that are basically broken down, uh, already digested, because ultimately what has happened to to you what's happened to nicholas is that long-term restriction of the calories uh led to 
basically metabolic shutdown. So did you, what are, did you have any other physical symptoms like dry skin, hair falling out? Oh, uh, uh, dry skin, dry skin. Definitely. Yeah. What about the hair? What is your hair like? Well, it's, it's not falling out. I, I, uh, if, when I share my screen, I, I have a long hair, so mm -hmm. I can't really tell that it's falling out because my hair, hair is curly. Right. Okay. So and did you have coldness in your hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coldness in my hands, and that that was. Okay. I, and did I you feel? Say, yeah. Go ahead. I forgot to say a lot of these little symptoms. That. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I haven't asked about it, but I yeah, assume yeah. that there would be some yeah, physical yeah. symptom. It's not really important because we know what the cause probably is: thyroid issue. Um, yeah. But uh, so then, so the dry skin, um, the brain fog also can be related to a lot of things. But yeah. um, I, I would. Currently, I'm feeling, as far as brain fog goes, I'm feeling a little bit sharper. But the headaches still continue. Yeah. And you're, are you and still I, having digestive issues with food? Uh, well, from the December. Since my colon started to get more and more inflamed, uh, and the ileocecal valve really hurted me, I, I I didn't know it was it cold and its location, but that spot between the uh, I don't know what belly is button, that yeah, and the collar collarbone or, or your, I mean, your it, pelvis, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 crest basically, yeah, yeah, and in between that that's really hurting me and. I didn't know. Back yeah, you then. you already kind of figured out where it was yeah. uh, because and you didn't my, know. And my poop, my poop, still is, but it's kind of improving after the digestive enzymes. It's yeah, like, so I mean, there's it's, definitely. It's just there. like my sorry for. Yeah, go ahead. It's like like my middle, like my pinky thick. It's really like a very yeah, wide. very thin oh. stools. Yeah, okay. yeah, very very thin. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, the general picture is, um, so basically, you know, your thyroid will control your, uh, overall metabolism. And unfortunately haven't really met a doctor who knows about this. Uh, most doctors don't know that diets cause hypothyroidism. Um, but we, we see it over and over again. What's your weight like right now? Uh, around 67 kilos. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not just a, yeah. uh, you're not anorexic in terms of the, the weight, um, you're yeah. you know, underweight a little by a little bit, but, um, yeah, really this, this is a complex case and what I, uh, you know, the purpose of this call isn't to give precise recommendations, but to establish that, um, this could be a thyroid problem, uh, but most certainly there's a systemic issue and introducing foods over and over again only makes makes it worse makes your uh, symptoms worse headaches so something systemic has to change um definitely the fasting's not going to work but what your yeah, body yeah. eats right now and it's very common for people who do the um the fitness competition thing to get really hungry uh afterwards and right now your body you got numb for a period of time um, so you're not even probably sensitive to hunger and connected to your food. And this yeah. is the goal we have to get to. Um, but really what your body needs is calories. It needs very easily digestible calories. So it can start, start restoring the overall metabolism again. And then from a roundabout process, 
um, the gut inflammation should go down over time. I, uh, uh, sorry for interrupting, but I also yeah. forgot to say that uh, back then, uh, on around February, I tried apple cider vinegar and I got the same effects like coconut oil and the kefir later. The same. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. You know, I, I don't know exactly why that yeah, would be yeah, that, all the headaches. Um, all I know is that you didn't have these symptoms before. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Before and you went on the I think, diet. I, I think I could have learned the main cause earlier if because for the first three months, I was just blaming it, blaming it on the diet. Kind right. Of, I, I thought I was just not in ketosis. Oh, right, right. Uh, yeah. And whatnot. And... Or no, yeah, I mean, you were blaming yourself for not yeah. following the diet right. Uh, um, and not, and not, not basically, I was kind of uh, experimenting and curious because everything started to bother me. I wasn't blaming. I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to say it. I wasn't like it wasn't self hatred. Or not, or yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, I get the point. It's just oh, okay, uh, you're okay. trying to figure out what's what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the point is, none of these things are supposed to happen. Um, yeah, it, yeah, they yeah. only happen after uh, some kind of metabolic decline. So, twelve hundred calories or less per day over a period of time for maybe a little. I, I, I didn't count calories, but I. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, basically a low calorie diet for yeah, a long period diet. of time will cause met metabolism to shut down. Yeah. So that needs to be your goal from now on um, to kind of restore the overall metabolism through the mm. very digestible foods, um, very, very digestible foods, uh, no more crazy supplements or things like that. Um, the H. pylori could have gotten there from possibly from just stress because generally the stress you're under extremely high stress and yeah, that yeah. is that comes from stress because um, we yeah. all have it but then yeah, ulcers yeah, yeah. develop and inflammation develops when there is an excessive stress so i mean you sound pretty mentally sharp but the there is something going on in your gut that yeah, yeah. has a cause and that needs to be trained. And uh, hopefully for everyone who's listened, this is a good uh, example and experience that just follow your traditional diet. If you're whatever diet you're on, just eat it. There's no extra benefits to keto unless you're trying to lose weight and you weigh, you know, 300, 400 plus pounds. Um, still, you don't need to do it. So just, I just forgot to say, sorry yeah. for interrupting, but uh, back then when I was eating keto and Two meals a day i was kind of like forcing myself to eat only two meals and at that around the time it it basically was an eating disorder but not that big but it was getting up right right it's so, kind of like this this cycle of oh let's just keep pushing ourselves and yeah. Uh, you're not really listening to your body, but yes, you, yes, you yes, think yes. you're, you just kind of, yeah, it's, it, it's a disorder and um, you just kind of keep doing it and keep going and push yourself. Um, and then you eventually have to stop because the health gets so bad that you just, you just want to feel better, right? That's you want to feel better. Um, and that's usually what stops people. Um, so that's that. Are you still there? Yes. I'm here. Oh, okay. You're still there. So that's how that works. What what have you learned so far and what what are your next steps? Well, I'm going 
uh, I forgot to say that my hospital, since it's not that developed, the, there aren't mu much more more educated people there. So they've been dragging me on for like five to six months and go, said, go there, go there, go there, go there. And I got fr I get frustrated because they send me to something to waste my time because they're not thinking. Uh, they're, they're just looking on the classical, what, what they know. So they just... Yeah, I mean, the they're, same they're, they're thing not here, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and so nobody, very few doctors really know these things, what's the yeah. diet, how the diet can cause this. There are some, but the development, um, there, there isn't, there is an argument for development, but then there's also, you know, we have in the U.S. spend more on healthcare than anybody, yeah. and our life expectancy is horrible. Um, yeah. So it doesn't really, they do the same thing here, um, same exact thing. They have no idea how to deal with something like this. Um, so hopefully you have learned, uh, what you're going to do. So what are your next steps now? Well, a lot of people suggest that, uh, the doctor here told me that pro I, how I told him again, that the antibiotics didn't help me and whatnot. And he said that he's going to send me to the main town or they say main city, mm -hmm. Zagreb. And and he said said that there's a lot that there is more educated doctors than him that could help me. So I think I'm gonna go there. To, I mean, he's going to send me there to a more okay. better hospital because a lot of people there since it has around it really is developed there the hospitals since it's the main town. I, okay. I I can't, it's kind of weird to say, I kind of misled you with this one, with the kind hospital thing, but it really is developed more. I don't okay. know. Great. And I think what? that they will find something because okay, they yeah. my blood and everything is okay. So what if hyperthyroidism is, I if I have mm -hmm. hyperthyroid, how can it be detected? Right. Yeah. Generally, they, they'll order a lab if uh, they suspect certain things. So if you want that lab, you, sh you should talk about the brain fog and the fatigue. That would indicate ordering that lab. Um, oh, okay. okay. So what is, um, I think there's a lot of information. I want to thank you for sharing your experience. Um, do you have any advice, final words for people uh, listening? Just listen to your body. It knows best. Don't overcomplicate and don't think about fools too much. Okay. Well, yeah, those are some very wise words and uh, wish you the best in your recovery. Keep me updated you. on your progress. Yeah, and uh, thank thanks, thanks again for joining thank and hope you. everybody learned something today. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you.